Today's share in the Dirshu Mishnah Brewery Yomi program is Daf Kuf Yud Omud Beis. And we're in the second volume of Mishnah Brewery, and we're beginning a brand new simon, Simon Reish Dalit, which begins to introduce us into the bracha of Shahakol Niebid Varo. Machaber starts off and he says, Aldover Gidulom in Oritz, on something which does not grow in the ground. For example, and now he's going to give a whole list of things that you're going to make a shakal on. We will not end this list today. It will continue into tomorrow's shit. We're not going to finish Sif Aleph today. We'll get just to the middle of it, down to the bottom of the page. But all of the following things you're going to make a shakal on. And he starts the list as follows. For example, things that don't grow from the ground include Besar Behema, Chaya, Va'of. Meat that comes from a domesticated animal, Behema, which includes, includes the cows, goats, and sheep. Chaya, any of the other seven kosher what we call non-domesticated animals, like, for example, deer and uh, ibex and things like that, and oaf, and birds that are kosher, the meat from fowl or the meat from a kosher behema or chaya, these are all a shahakon yebed Likewise, dogim, fish, beitzim, eggs, cholov, milk, kvina, cheese, all of these are also items on which you make a shahakon yebed And the Berhetev says, on cheese... In Os Aleph, in Berech Al-Gvina, Bore Priyadama lo Yotza. You would not, in fact, be Yotze on this if you made a Bore Priyadama. The Mechaber continues, and he writes, Upas She'ipsha, bread that is spoiled. The Mishnah Brewer in Sivkot Nalev tells us, it's spoiled v'niskalkel kitsas ayedezeh. It has to be spoiled only a little bit. If it's spoiled so much so that it's not edible, d'ilu niskalkel legamre, if it's totally spoiled, v'lo chazi l'achil and it's not able to be eaten by a human being, so then ain mevarchan of klav. This is a general rule that we've had, that if something is totally inedible, you don't make any bracha on it, but if something is not in its best state, but it is still edible, so then you usually make a lower bracha, which in this case is a shakon yedin varot. As we'll see momentarily in regards to a cooked dish that also is spoiled, so you make a shahakal on it rather than the original bracha of, let's say, Mizonos. The Chavetz Chaim, the Bir Halacha, Dibra Maschul, Ipsha, he says, Vida, he says, no, the Mavur Birambam, the Rambam brings down, the Kol Elushi Birchosen Shahakal, all of these things for which you make a Shahakal on them, so their Bracha Achrona is Bore Nefashos Rabos. So when you finish them and you make a Bracha Achrona, you rate a Shear, let's say a Kezayis, so then you have to make a Bore Nefashos at the end and not a benching. And this is true even for the bread that was spoiled, which you made a shahakal on, you don't bench on it, you only make a bari nefashos. But the Chavetz Chaim questions this, and he says, He says, on first blush, Since this bread is edible, how can you not make a birchas hamazun on it? Because the bracha rishona, which for all brachos, Rishonos on food is a dirabanon. So therefore, keeping the lochashivi, since it isn't such a special food, this spoiled bread, so therefore it's okay if the rabbi said, instead of making hamotzi, the rabbis have the right to say you should make a shako. However, but the bracha of benching, so how can the rabbis come and say, don't bench, make a burin of Where did the chiv go that the rabbi said you don't have to go and bench after you ate this spoiled bread? He has a further discussion, and he ultimately concludes, five lines up from the bottom, he says, Ulayi Shlomar, Chavetz Chaim says, maybe one can suggest over here that when the Rambam says you make a Bari Nefashos at the end and not benching, he's talking 
Ulai yesh lomar, maybe the dakok yesh lo achal kedei sviya. The chiyav bircha samazon shlomi the rabbanim biyama. They were talking here, he didn't eat the satiri, so then his bracha chrona is not a chiyav daraisa, it's only again a bracha the rabbanan. If you didn't eat till the satiri state, so then when we bench after we eat a kezayis, or after we eat a kebeitza, so then that's only a bracha the rabbanan, and therefore the rabbis have the right to limit it and say, instead of telling you to bench in this situation, we'll say that it's okay to make a bar in However, Abu Kishochel Kidei Sevilla, if you did eat to Satiri, the Birchas the Mazun Shlohumi Deraisa, in that situation, you bench him Deraisa, he says, Chayev Levarach Birchas Amazun. Then one would have to, even on this spoiled bread, make a full benching. Given the idea Tchak, Chazi Lachila, since under extenuating circumstances, like the person eating it right now, he has eaten it, it's not inedible, and therefore he should have to bench on it. Lamaisa and Mishnah Brewer concludes over here at the end of this Bir Halacha, it's not clear what one should do in practice in this situation. Now we continue in the Mechaber. The Mechaber writes, If you have some sort of a dish over here that's changed its appearance and it's spoiled as well, the Mishnah Brewer says, Mairi, in Sifkot and Bays, we're talking here, Gamkin, Shiniskalkil, Ketsatsvalo, Lagamri. We're talking about it that it's spoiled somewhat, but not totally. Again, the e lav hachi afilu shakol shayach lebruche because if it's spoiled totally, then it's not edible. Then, as we've mentioned many times now already, you wouldn't even make a shahakol on it. Tishufud number one says, what happens if somebody went and made a hamotzi on this bread that was spoiled? So he brings down from the Ketzos Shulchan that you would not be yotzi in this situation, because it's not really considered bread. However, Ravazan Zatzal disagrees, and he brings down that you would be yotzi b'diyeved. He says, because after all, it is bread, and you should be able to be yotzi with his bracha b'diyeved. In dish number two, he brings down, if this dish over here was burnt only somewhat, vein botam, Tov kolkach, and it doesn't have a good taste. Or, for example, if you put in too much salt or pepper into it, and it doesn't have a good taste, so Shlomo Zalman in this situation brings down, Shemavarech alav es birchaso rabaruya, then you do make the regular bracha on it, because it's not really ruined a lot, it's only ruined a very little bit. And he says, when the Beis Yosef and the Mishnah Bura over here say that if it's Neskalkel Kitzas, you make a Shahako, so how does that jibe with what he said? So Shlomo Zalman explains that the Mishnah Bura and the Beis Yosef that he brings this from are telling us when it says it's a little bit ruined, it really means it's quite a bit ruined. It doesn't mean a little bit. It means it's still edible, but only under really shasatrak. Nobody would really eat this over here. So since you do get some enough from it, you make a shahako. And the case that Rishlom Azam is talking about is you just oversalted it, or you burnt it a little bit. And in that situation, you still make the bracha ruya, make whatever bracha, let's say in Mazonas, you should have made on that dish. However, Rishlom Azam himself says, However, you put in too much salt or too much sugar that almost everybody would say that that's really not good, so then he agrees that you make a shahakol. That's really what the case that the Mishnah Brewer is talking about. It's only eaten under somewhat uh, duress, so therefore you only make a shahakol. The Mechaber continues and he writes, The Novlos, what are these Novlos? These are over here dates, that have been out in the sun too long, and they've become over-ripened by the heat, and they've been dried out. So on this, you also make a shako. The Mishnah Brewer explains in Sivkot and Gimel, Hainu, Aidei Sreif HaSachom, because of the heat of the sun, Nizbashlo, they become over-ripened, Vinishyabshu, they've dried up, Vinishtanu L'Griusa, and they've changed for the worse. We've already discussed this in the previous Simon and Reish Beis, in Sivtes, in the Mishnah Brewer over there, in the Bir Halach over there, the... Dinim related to these overripened fruits that have been dried out in the sun. 
the Mechaba continues when he writes, another thing that you make a Shahakolon is Ve'alhagubai. Now this would be surprising to people, Gubai are grasshoppers. And the Mishnah Bruin Sivkot and Dalit says, Hu min chog of tar. This is a type of grasshopper that is tar. Now our Mesoru amongst Ashkenazim is that we do not eat grasshoppers. But in certain parts of the world, especially in the Edot Tamizrach, so they do eat grasshoppers. They have a Mesorah as to which of the grasshoppers are kosher. The Torah clearly states that certain grasshoppers are kosher, and they have a Mesorah as to which ones are, and therefore they eat them. But amongst Ashkenazic Jewry, we do not have such a Mesorah, and therefore this doesn't really apply to us. However, in theory, on Gubai, you would make a Shahakal. And the Mishnah Baruch continues, and he says, As opposed to the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, that's what the Mechav is telling us, where Yehuda said, Anything that is a destruction, it's a, a bad thing, it's a curse on the world. Because grasshoppers come because of a curse on the world, so Yehuda says you wouldn't make any bracha on it because it comes as a curse, even though it may personally, when you eat this grasshopper, provide you with some sort of a taste that is positive. And since it provides you with Hanah, you have to make a bracha on it. The Mechaber continues and he writes, melach, melach, on salt and on salt water. The Mishabur explains, A person who drinks salt or salt water, so he does get some hanah from it. When he puts it into his mouth. The issue foot number three writes, In regards to salt water, the Kafachayim brings down, This salt water, you only make a shahakal on it if it's in so much water, so at least you can drink it. And then you make a shahakal on it. If it's so salty that it's not really potable, it's not really drinkable, then it's like any inedible or non-drinkable substance that you don't make any brocha on it at all. The Mechaber continues in his list of things that you make a shahakal on, and he writes, V'yal hamorok, on soup. What type of soup are we talking about? So the Mishnah Burr in Sivkot and Vav writes, Shobasar. This is talking about like the gravy of meat. The ilu shall perish. If we're talking about the juices that float out of a fruit, or the urakos, or vegetables, that's already taiba plukta. That's a big machlokus, which we've already learned about. Ayin besimin reish beis, if yud and yud aleph. We've learned that previously. Please refer back to those shiur. Next item on the list, according to the Mechavah, they make a shakal oranzal, kenehenu pitrios, on various types of mushrooms and fungi. And the Mishibur and Sivkot and Zayin explains, Oson shimitsuyin tachasakaki, he's talking about those that grow underneath the ground, v'nevroi mishuman oris, they grow from the fat of the earth, so to say, upitrios gedelem al eitzim, and these other types of pitrios, these growths over here, these yeast or fungi, are growing on trees. The Dirshu Futa number four explains the Imbirach al Kamein or Pitros Barpiadam. If you made a Barpiadam on them, so the Kafachim brings down that you would be Yotzi Bidiyavid. As the Gemara explains in Gemara and Brachos, Shinach Shavim Kiduli Karka, because they do have to a certain extent the status of being growing from the ground, even though their primary Bracha is a Shahako. And he brings down as well the Arach HaShulchan says he would also be Yotzi if you made a Barpiadam on them Bidiyavid, because they do get the Yonika from the ground, they are sustained from the ground. He brings down, I don't understand this. He says, the Gemara says, They aren't really getting their sustenance from the ground. And he says, he's left with the Tzarech Ian on this din. Now, the footnote continues and says, we brought down the Berhete before that says, if you by accident made a Bar Priyadama on Gvina, on cheese, you would not be Yotze even with the Yavit. However, he brings down the Kavachayim that says you would be Yotze, because you could compare this to what the Rambam writes in regards to Maiser Sheni. One is allowed to use funds of Maiser Sheni to purchase animals and Technically, you're only allowed to have something that grows from the ground with your Maiseshani money, and the Gemara says that since the animals get their sustenance from the ground, they're included in this din. So he says, Hu Adin, the same thing would apply over here for Dvash, Beitzin, Vicholov, 
for honey and eggs and milk, they would have the status over here of being sustained from the ground. They are, so to say, the growths of growths of the ground, and therefore, bid the Eved, according to the Kafa Chaim, you would be Yotze if you made a Bori Priyadoma on them. Ravazas Atzal and Shevra Levi brings down Mistaver Kedas Halochos Ketanos Shloyotza. He prefers the opinion brought down by the Ber Hetev in the name of the Halochos Ketanos that you would not be Yotze if you made a Bori Priyadoma. Mishum Shav Shinizonus Me'aretz. Even though you do get somehow the sustenance from the ground, they certainly aren't considered Gedulim in Aretz. They know Pri Hoadoma. They can't be really called Pri Hoadoma. Dishifun number six has a fascinating discussion over here in regards to an important machlokus regarding a Otsis She'eno a pot that you're growing something in, it's not connected directly to the ground, and it doesn't have a hole in the bottom of the pot, so it's not considered halachically connected to the ground. The Chayyadim writes on vegetables or something that's grown in an otzitz she'eno nokov, if you were to grow wheat in such a flower pot that wasn't connected to the ground, so then you could not make the bracha, because this flower pot doesn't have the halachic status of oretz. So he says, you would instead make a bari minim mazonus on it, and afterwards you could bench birchas hamazon. That's not a problem. And he says, You likewise would not be able to make a bari priyadama on vegetables that are growing in this otzitz she'eno nakov, mishum shalom nikra otzitz adama, because the flower pot over here that's not connected to the ground is also not called adama, and it's incorrect to say bore priyadama. However, the Chazonish disagrees. He brings down a suffix in the Yerushalmi that basically concludes that while in Otzit Sheinu Nokov, Lo Kar Nikra Aretz, it's not called land. However, Bori Pri Hoadama and Bori Pri Aetz are also included in this din of Otzitz. And one, in fact, would make a Bori Pri Aetz or Bori Pri Adama on fruits and vegetables that grew from a flower pot. Albeit, he agrees that bread, you can't say Hamotzi Lecha Min Aretz because that's not correct. This has tremendous halacha lamaisa ramifications today with hydroponics. So, in regards to le'inyan gidule mayim, the Dirshu Mishnah Brewer brings down a number of poskim who conclude that, in fact, they pass like the Chazonish over here and say that you would make a bari priyadama on hydroponics. This includes the Sheva Levi, Rav Azazatzal, Rav Nisan Karolitz, Shlita, and the Chazonish would all say that you make a bari priyadama. Shelus Hutshuvas Orlutzion agrees with the psak that you make a bar priyadama, but for a different reason. He says the seed came from the ground, and you planted the seed in the flower pot, so therefore you make a bari priyadama. And this is also the opinion of Rosh Shlomo Zalman, who says, Shem Hamayin Shebetzinor, Shishom Megadam Esayerik, Mechubar, Mecholais, Lamayin Shebecharitz, Shadino Kikarka. He says that if the water that's flowing through the hydroponics over here is connected to a spring or to the ground, so then you also make a bar priyadama. However, if you look in other contemporary poskim, and if you look in the booklets put out by the Star K, as well as the Chicago Rabbinical Council, they hold, and they bring down from Ravad Yosef and many others, that we follow the psak of the Chayyadim over here, and the brach on hydroponics would be a shahakal. This is also psak of Rav Schwartz Shlita, the posik of the Chicago Rabbinical Council, the CRC. Now the Mechaber continues and he writes, V'yal Korah, Korah sprouts, which the Ramah says, Hagah, Shuharach, this is the soft part of a growth of a tree, Hanitosef Be'ilam Mechol Shana, that adds on and grows around the trunk of the tree each year, so it gets harder after the first year. In the first year that it's growing, it's edible and it's soft, but afterwards it becomes hard and becomes part of the trunk of the tree. And he says that this is called Palmito, in the name of the Torah, he brings this down. And the Mishnah Burians of Cotton Ches explains, 
We're talking here about a palm tree, Shaldekel. Kishanof of Gidelim Bukhoshana Vishana, as the tree grows each year. Hanosov Bishana Zurach, the first year that it grows, it's soft, the Chazi Lachila, and it's edible. However, Ubishana Shniya, in the second year of its growth, Niskasha, it gets hard, Nasakes, and becomes like wood. So Sivkot and Tess, this additional part over here, the Afogav the Gidulomin Aretz, even though it grows from the ground, nevertheless, even in the year when it's soft and it's edible, you don't make a Bori Priyadom on it, but you make a Shahakal. Why? Because people plant this tree not for the purpose of eating this soft bark in the first year that it's edible. And therefore, even though it's soft and it is edible, you make a shahakal. The memayit anfer ilam, because it comes to minimize the growth of the tree by eating this. Eloshi yiskasha, the purpose of this is it should get hard. Yas eitz v'yigadlo pri. So it will strengthen the tree and become part of the tree so you can grow fruits on it. So therefore, if you eat this when it's edible and soft, you only make a shahakal. Then he brings down from the Taz, Kosova Taz, the kitnios rutuvim. In regards to moist beans, bishal ganos if you're producing them in gardens, the purpose of which is to eat them in the raw state, so then on them. You make a bar on them. Even on the stalks themselves. The Amanas Kenizu, because that's why they were planted. However, but in fields of such beans, but there you normally wait till they mature and ripen, and you eat them when they're more ripened. So then, so then if you would eat them in the early raw state when they're uh, still soft, maybe, and moist, but you would only make a shahakal on them. However, if they were cooked, then you would make a bari priyadama. The Prima Godim disagrees strongly with this opinion of the Taz. And he says, Many other Achronim as well, the Mishnah says, disagree. So we don't make distinctions between these moister, earlier ones, and these later ones, the field versus the gardens. And you always make on them when they're moist. And he says, brings down from the Shari Tshuva. This is the opinion that most Poskim follow. However, Omnon, the Indian Hashavit, in regards to the stalks, there are different opinions. There, the question is, what bracha do you make? An Adama or Shahakal? And he says, Therefore, to get around this controversy, always eat them with the beans. And this way, you definitely are Yotzi with the Bari Priyadama on the beans. You only make a Bari Priyadama on the kidneys. Don't have to make any brach at all. They are yotze already on the shavitim. What happens if a person only has the shavitim? What should he do? So the Mishnah Brewer concludes and he says, shahak. The proper bracha to make here is the shakol Finally, the issue footer number seven brings down from Rabosha Feinstein's Atzal and the Ugris Moshe that if you planted this kura, these sprouts growing around the deco tree, specifically for the purpose of these sprouts, nevertheless, he says you still over here only go and make a shahakol niyabidvaro. Since, in fact, most people don't plant it for that purpose. That concludes today's shear.